When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show, and this is WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States. Thanks to my great friend, John Katsotomides, for allowing me to have the privilege of doing this show every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. And by the way, we're picked up by affiliates around the country, so thank you all for joining Um so first of all, my God, is this one of these days you just love America? You just you feel so privileged to be alive. It is so gorgeous. This is one of these. You know, I love the fall. I got to say this. I love the fall. It's my favorite time of the year. And uh, where I live, which is just uh, outside the Washington D.C. area, it is absolutely glorious. I mean, heavenly, as my mother used to say. Beautiful. I mean, the fall foliage. I mean, the colors, the greens, and the yellows, and the blues, and uh, the greens, it's just incredible. It's, uh, it is uh, one of the most beautiful things. Nature is one of the most beautiful things there is. So get out. Get out today, folks. Get out. Go through. Go for a walk. Go play some golf. Go play some tennis. Enjoy this fresh air. I've said this for the last two and a half years, that the best way to stay healthy is to get outside, get sunlight, get fresh air. Those are the greatest disinfectants. Those are the greatest vaccines there are. So uh, I know uh, after this show, I'm going to get out and maybe try to play nine holes of golf if I can squeeze it in and my wife, my wife will let me go out for a couple hours. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just love I just love talking about what a great country this is, because there's no more beautiful place on Earth than the United States of America. Now, speaking of these United States of America, I'm not so um, enthralled with the way things are going with the country. I just saw a poll that came out the other day, that two out of three Americans believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction. That's a pretty pretty bad number, pretty bad number. Now, uh, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I am not a rah-rah Republican. I am never going to tell you that uh, Republicans are the uh, solution to all our problems, because I don't believe that. I don't believe Republicans are the solution to all our problems. But I do believe that what the Democrats in Washington have done to our country, and also I have to say the the Democrats running uh, city councils and uh, our state legislators and our governors, um, the ones who shut down the economy, the ones who shut down our schools, the people who have put climate change ahead of jobs and ahead of uh, fighting inflation and uh, putting that ahead of our national security, uh, the people who have rotted our schools, with a an anti-America curriculum, 
and uh, more attention on LGBTQ issues and racism and teaching kids how to read and write and function and be high-performing adults. It's, all, it's near criminal. You all saw what happened with the test scores uh, that came out just earlier this week. I think that came out on uh, Monday or Tuesday. I mean, those are dreadful numbers. And America cannot be number one in the world if we're graduating from kids from high school who can't even read the damn degree. You know, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on here that we have allowed a group of left-wing ideologues who are members of the most left-wing organization in America, which is the teachers' unions, to run our schools. I, I'm not criticizing teachers, by the way. I, I think of my own education. I had partly the Catholic education. I had Catholic um, for first grade through eighth grade, and then I went to a, a really good public high school. Um, and the teachers that were, I, I look back at my education years, and I think of about four or five teachers who were just exceptional, exceptional. And they actually made learning fun. And I wonder if you can think back when you were in school. Remember those teachers who just made a huge impact on you. And by the way, I was not a good student. <laughs> and I was a terrible student in grade school because I had no interest in school. I wanted to go out and play baseball and football and, and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the sports and run around and chase girls. I didn't care a lot about uh, geography. I don't know enough much about geography. Um, but um, I didn't really start taking school seriously until I got in high school. And there were a bunch of teachers who really started to turn me around and turn me on to history, turn me on to math, turn me on to, you know, learning science. And they made a profound impact on my life. And I think back and I say, you know, those teachers who really love teaching and inspired kids, they should have been paid twice as much money. I mean, they, ha they have saved so many kids and really um, helped them become successful adults. What I'm saying is we should also get rid of the terrible teachers. Right? We should get rid of teachers that don't perform, and we don't do that. By the way, in New York, um, which is where this radio station is located, they don't te they don't fire te there are tens of thousands of teachers never ever get fired. You know, can you imagine running a business? And I know we have a lot of people who run businesses who are listening to the show. Can you imagine running your business? Maybe you have fifty or hundred employees, and you never fire any of them, none of them. <laughs> you know, that's going to hurt morale. It's going to mean you have low performance. It means that it's going to eat into your profits and the ability of your business to survive. Um, and look, some people just aren't cut out for teaching, you know, and they should get another job. We also have to have competition. I, I'm a big believer. Look, I'm with Larry Kudlow that our free enterprise system is really the, the goose that lays the golden eggs. And one of the things that makes free enterprise so successful is we have a competitive system. You build a product, and I say, hey, you know what? I think I can build a better one than you can. And in this free country, I can build my business. You can build yours, uh, and we can uh, we can uh, let people decide. I, I love watching the – I don't know if any of you ever watched the show Curb Your Enthusiasm, but Larry David, uh, I think it's one of the funniest shows on TV. And there's a very funny episode about Larry 
uh, sets up a coffee shop right next to another coffee shop uh, because he's mad at the service that he was getting at the one. So they're competing against each other, you know, and that's that's America. And by the way, uh, that's the way it should be. And so my point is, why don't we have we, we have competition in coffee shops? We have competition in restaurants. We have uh, co- competition in construction sites. We have uh, competition uh, in, in media. Uh, we have all sorts of competition, uh, and it works. And then one area we don't allow competition is in schools. Hmm. Does that make any sense? Doesn't make any sense to me. So let's open it up. Let's give the give give the parents. You know, let's say you've got two kids. You get twenty thousand dollars. You use that for education. You could send your kids to a Jewish school, a Catholic school, a Montessori school, a Carter school, all sorts of different competition. And I really believe that would cause so much improvement in the schools. Now, I want to tell you uh, about a study that was done just this week that we highlighted, by the way, in our Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline. If you're not getting the Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline that I put out with my good friend, uh, Phil Kurtman and, and John Fun, please get that. And all you have to do to get it, it's free. I'm not selling anybody anything here. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website and click on the button so that you want the, uh, the hotline, and we'll email it to you five mornings a week. And if you like it, we'll just keep sending it to you. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. It's absolutely free. There's no advertising. It's just content. You can read it in five minutes. Newt Gingrich says it's the first thing he reads every morning. So uh, if you want to be the smartest person in the room, get the hotline. But anyway, back to my point. We had a, a item in the hotline the other day that showed that if you um, compare, look look at the 50 states, right, and the education achievement from this, this national uh, academic achievement report that came out on our on our grade schools and high schools. And if you look at the 50 states, you know, they're all kind of performing pretty abysmally. Um, but here's what's really interesting. And then if you lay over those test scores of the kids in the government-run schools with the kids in the Catholic schools, and by the way, most Catholic schools spend only about half as much per student as the public schools. So it's not about money because the Catholic schools don't spend a lot of money. The Catholic schools, if they were a state, they would be the top-rated performer in the United States. I'll say that again. You rank the 50 states. And the, sta- the one group of schools that has the highest achievement levels is the Catholic schools. And by the way, the Catholic schools take a lot of minorities. They take a lot of problem kids, and they're able to turn it around. I have, uh, I know I'm running, uh, running on here, and we've got to take a break in a minute. But i got to tell you, I have two stepsons who uh, were really struggling. They're 13 and 14 years old, and they were pu- struggling in the public schools because they just didn't like the curriculum. I mean, that's the other thing. They, the public schools are so boring. They make learning so they're like factories. They're like warehouses. They don't, they just sit people in the chairs and, and they just regurgitate this stuff. They talk about how terrible America is a country. And they've got that. Have you seen? That? By the way, they have, they have racist stuff in the um, in the uh, in the math curriculum now. I'm not making this up. You should see the textbooks. They're not about learning math, how to how to do geometry or how to you know. Uh, multiply and divide, and it's all about America being a racist country in the math courses. So this is what's happened to our schooling. I'm saying that if we had every child in America, black, white, Hispanic, Indian, whatever you know, whatever color, whatever income, that could go to good schools, uh, we no no other country in the world can compete with us. So I, if I sound a little angry about this, I am. I think it's outrageous what has happened to our schools. I think that the inflation is outrageous. I think that the high gas prices are outrageous. I think what's happening to the national deficit 
which has gone up. I love Biden saying, I've cut the deficit. What the hell is he talking about? He increased the deficit thing. $3 trillion. He's saying he reduced the deficit. Uh, unbelievable. Um, and so I think the border is a crisis. I think crime is a crisis. I think our low rate of economic growth, which is for this year, for the first nine months of the year, folks, you know what the economic growth rate is for the country? 0.08%. That's pathetic. If Trump were still president, we'd be growing at three or 4%. We, if we just stuck with the Trump policies. All right. I'm running a little bit low, low on time here. We've got a great show ahead of us. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about what's happening with the stock market, how you can make money, because this is the more money show. So we want you to do really well with your investments and your saving. And so we'll hear from uh, Ryan and Bob Payne. By the way, thank you for, to Ryan Payne for filling in me last uh, for me last week. I had a wedding I had to go to. Um, but I'm glad you're here. Um, God bless this great country. It was a beautiful day. After this show is over, get out and enjoy the wonderful sunshine and fresh air and beautiful temperatures. And we will be right back. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with More Money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. It is time for our weekly segment with two of the best in the business on finance and how to make money, because this show is all about making more money. And so I uh, welcome back to the show, Bob and Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining me again this week. Hey, great Steve, to be here, great Steve. to be here. You know, the last time we oh. spoke to you, the Dow was at 28,000, and now it's uh, closing oh in on 33,000. So this is the first thing I wanted to turn to was, you know, we, we have seen this incredible reversal, and I think this has been about a three- or four-week rally now. Uh, do you see it continuing, and what do you attribute uh, this uh, rally uh, to? By the way, you guys were right, and I was wrong. When the, when the Dow fell to as low as 29,000, you were saying, hey, there's a lot of buying opportunities out there, and it looks like you were exactly right. Well, it's hard to invest in the markets, right? Because when conditions change, they turn on a dime. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, the GDP number this last week was phenomenal, right? I mean, that's something we've been saying a long time. Is like, I don't think the economy is as bad as a lot of these strategists on Wall Street want you to believe. And, you know, I think that really does change the narrative here where it was like, you know, when everyone believes you're going into this recession, you're falling off a cliff, uh, demand destruction, yada, yada, yada. You know, when it's anticipated, it usually doesn't happen. And I think what you're seeing now is, well, hey, look, I think things are slowing down. The Fed's been raising interest rates. But overall, you know, the, the American economy is growing. 
And, and on the other side of the equation, at some point here, the Fed might actually pause. So I think, you know, a lot of the, the bad news that's been out there, um, all of a sudden you're seeing that the script being flipped, especially the fact that we had great growth in the economy last quarter. Right. Now, one thing, you know, because I'm a kind of more of a political analyst than, uh, you know, a, a stock analyst, and it's looking now like, you know, the Republicans are going to, you know, pick up – the House is done, but the Senate looks like that's even likely to move in the Republican column, although that's certainly not certain at all. But uh, I wonder if you think there – that how much of this – kind of red wave that we're looking at, do you think is being priced into the market already? And could this be a, a reason that investors are feeling a little bit more bullish? Well, I think they should feel bullish, Steve, and primarily because it's time for the midterms. If you go back, actually all through our lifetime, the yep. when you have the midterm year, it's generally negative in the stock market for the first nine or ten months, and then – Right before the midterms, we hit into a rally that extends into the second half of next year, regardless of what happens in the election. Yeah. Now, in this case, we're going to get Republicans getting power back. We don't have, you know, the Democrats having every, you know, lever of, of yeah. government and power. Wall Street loves that. Investors love that because you have the certainty of gridlock now coming into Washington. You know, I think you're exactly right about that. And I'm not saying I'm not a rah-rah Republican. I am a Republican, but I'm not I never argue that Republicans are the solution to all our problems. But as I look <laughs> at the data, gentlemen, over the last 50 years or so, you know, it's when you have that divided government, you get some of that gridlock that actually the market tends to perform better. So I kind of describe midterm elections as kind of correction elections. Ooh, I like that. I like that. No, I, I think you're right because, you know, when you, when you have, when no party can get, you know, their most aggressive policy through, right? Right. That keeps everyone in check. Like, that's a great thing, right? Well, you don't, you don't want anyone to be left to their own devices, basically. Right. <laughs> that's, I think that's, yeah. that's a great point. Um, and I think that's why historically they do do well, um, after the midterms. And when you get gridlock, uh, to Bob's point, um, that can be extremely bullish for the market. And again, let's like, if you're sitting in cash, you're waiting as, Inflation mm-hmm. now is still at a 40-year high. We think it's going to be a big mistake because you see how quickly markets can turn. Um, you know, now you're at a point where the Dow Jones is only down like close to 10% for the year. It's like a minor correction um, only in, the, in, in a couple weeks' time. So, you know, it's really important because when the news finally gets better, uh, you know, markets already priced it in. You missed the boat. So you've got to embrace the the uncertainty and the negativity, ironically, as an investor because – you know, once things turn, they turn on a dime, and man, oh, man, you don't want to be sitting in cash saying, man, I wish I would have gotten that rally. I'm talking to Ryan and Bob Payne, two of the best in the business from Payne Capital Management. But oh, by, by, before I forget, gentlemen, can you please give you, our audience your consultation uh, service number and the opportunity that you provide to our listeners? Yeah, if you've saved over a million dollars for your, your financial plan, your financial independence plan, simply call 844-752-6692. That's uh, 844-752-6692. And so uh, when we're looking at these um, – oh, I've been meaning to ask you guys this for the last couple of weeks, and I, before I forget, I want to make sure I get this in. So I'm hearing a lot about um, the opportunity of these I-bonds that the government is offering – which seem like an incredible deal, almost like a giveaway from the government. And I wonder if you guys have looked 
into these, I'm thinking about buying one for myself, my wife, my two kids, my two stepsons, because it seems like, you know, what, 9% interest rate or something they're providing. What do you think of those? Well, I think they're a great uh, opportunity, Steve. The, the, there's limitations, however. You can only invest 10000 10, per person. Yeah, yeah you yeah. have to go directly to the Treasury. Um, there's limited in liquidity. Um, you can sell them after a year. You can sell them after five years. But if you sell pre-then, pre you, you, you lose a, a quarter yeah, of the interest. Right. So yeah. the rate's really high right now. But keep in mind, it's adjusted every six months uh, to inflation. Okay. Two years ago, yeah. these same bonds that are yielding nine today were yielding zero. So it's, there's uh -huh. no free right. lunch when it comes to investing. So do you, would you recommend to me and, and people and our listeners to – to do it, or what is your thinking about those? Bonds? Oh, I think it's a it's a great opportunity. If you have ten thousand dollars to put to work right now, you can tie it up for you know one to five years. Nine um, percent beats anything that's uh, backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government right now. It's a but how does the government even? How can they even do this? I mean, is it a is it intentionally meant to sort of uh, give people money because you know nine? Where else can you get nine percent return? Hey, Steve, the ultimate conundrum is why does the government do what it does all the time, right? They're charging 7.6% 7, 7. interest on student loans when rates are down to 3 and 4, and they're willing to pay 9 to 10% on I-bonds. Ours is not the reason why. Ours but that invest and grab that rate. Well, I recommend I'm not a financial advisor like you guys are, but I, I would advise our listeners to take a look at those. And, by the way, I think it closes, the window closes in the next couple of days or something like that. So you, I think, uh, I, th I think I read that by October 31st, you have to, this we deal goes away. So uh, anyway, I, I hope people will look into that. Um, we've got just a couple of minutes left. I wanted to, uh, you guys have been pretty bullish over the last uh, six months or so. And then I hear from some of these major CEOs, uh, some of our, you know, most respected CEOs of investment banks and major um, uh, companies that they're worried about a 2023 recession. And where do you stand on that? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. And I, I, saw, I saw the stat that two-thirds of economists right now believe we're going to go into a recession in the next 24 months. Well, that's like two years out. That's not real helpful. <laughs> so right. and I think, think CEOs have to really hedge their bet, like Jamie Dimon talking about we could go into a recession, and it's always right. could, right? It's easy yeah. to say could because if you say <laughs> we're definitely not going to go into it, you're going to get caught with your pants down. You don't want to do that. So, I, you know, I think, you know, maybe there's risk of recession, but I think bottom line is, look, employment, we've talked about this week after week, is extremely strong. Um, if you look at interest rates, they've actually come down a little bit, that the 10-year Treasury, as we're talking today, is under 4%. That means that, you know, we may have factored in the most hawkish monetary right. policy. And if inflation starts to cool off a little bit, because we know the housing market's cooled off, you know, oil prices are way off their highs, well, inflation comes down, wages stay strong. We think that's the combination for what we would call a soft landing. And I know no one's talking about that, but I think it's highly probable. And I think the GDP number this past week kind of verifies that, hey, you know, maybe right. things aren't as bad as these prognosticators have been saying. Maybe Bob and Ryan talking to Steve Moore have been right. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm crazy. And so um, you see inflation coming down in 2023 as well. Yeah, we do, Steve. I mean, just, just take what happened. Like two years ago, the Biden administration comes in and says, we're basically going to put the energy companies out of business. And we are saying, hey, there's a great opportunity to buy energy stocks. They're all hitting all-time you know, hitting all record profits today, this week. Right. They're raising their dividend. 
So what you have to do is you have to be forward thinking like the market. And you look right. at the information that you hear today, that's already priced in. you got to think like the market and look forward. Um, i got to believe that uh, based on information that I see, talking to companies on the ground, that inflation is coming down right now. And I think the Federal Reserve is going to see that sooner than later. That's uh, Bob and Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. This is the More Money Show. Gentlemen, thanks, for, as always, for your great advice. We will be right back on WABC Talk Radio. Hey, and if you're thinking to yourself right now, you need to capitalize on the fact that the world's not going to end tomorrow. You need a plan for your retirement. Well, every week on the show, we offer 10 spots. If you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement plan, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We literally build you your own personalized financial portal. We're going to hone in on every single financial issue you need to address today. Do you have an income plan for retirement? Well, we're going to put a full one together for you. How do you take Social Security? Well, there's lots of ways to take it. Only one right way for you. We're going to show you how to optimize the income on your portfolio so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life factoring in inflation. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you products with high fees, high taxes, like those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products. We'll do a deep dive of every investment you own, show you how to reduce the costs on your entire portfolio and optimize your portfolio for taxes with our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard this year as markets are all over the place? Do you have concentrated risk in your portfolio? We'll do a full portfolio analysis, show you where your underlying risk is. And if you're sitting in cash, paralysis by analysis, earning nothing on your money as inflation is at a 40-year high, we'll show you exactly how to diversify, invest your money to grow it, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. If you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement plan, if you call or text right now. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified Financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost, at least for you, but there's no plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob. You know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Uh, but when the markets are down, maybe it's P-A-I-N. Bad joke. Um, you know, we advise people pretty much on all their financial planning. We probably look at about 50 portfolios a month. Um, we probably see, again, what everything is going out there on Wall Street, what's being pitched, how people are positioned with their portfolio. And, you know, what we found is one of the most critical issues that you have to figure out when you're building your retirement plan is picking that retirement date, right? It can be very, very daunting um, but it's so critical to figure out that day that you can actually stop and start to live off your portfolio. Now, Ry, it's like uh, the number one reason why almost everyone invests. I don't care how much money you have or how little money you have. There's always that point in time where when, when am I going to be able to retire? And it really comes down to, you know, taking that first step, right? At that first step in any journey is is the hardest. But once you take that first step, that's where you got to go to. You got to understand where you are now, and then get an idea where you're going. Yeah, 
Well, that first step is painful because it's expenses. <laughs> you know, like we don't want to look at and figure out what we spend on an annual basis. And I know coming out of the pandemic here, I'm spending way more money, Bob. My credit card <laughs> bill is not pretty right now. And I think that's where we all kind of get nervous. It's like, what have I been spending? I know there's a lot of frivolous expenses in there. Is it too much? And you don't want to look at it. But really, and this is why, like, I always joke about it in our office, we have like a therapy couch because it is kind of like financial therapy when you start to figure these, these issues out. But you have to start getting, honing in on rather what you spend on an annual basis. If you don't know that, then you really can't start the financial planning process. Well, it is. And it's so counterintuitive, right? Everybody thinks, well, if I have X amount of money or if I just work till a certain date, if I, you know, have all this income coming in from something else. It's not that simple, right? It's, it's you know, we, we simplify it. We call it getting from point A to point B, but it's that distance, that line in between A and B, which is so critical because you got to run what if scenarios. Like a couple of years ago, we were running what if scenario. What if inflation goes up, right? What if you live longer? You know, what if, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a, um, an, a recession, right? So, you have to be able to, you know, have a process, but it's it's not a document. It's not just something you do once. It's something that has to be ongoing, has to be live. You have to update it on an annual basis. It, you really do, and I think it's really dangerous when you don't have a date in mind or the end in mind. The problem is you end up making really bad decisions because if, let's just say, example, you're going to retire in the next year or two years, or maybe you just newly retired. Well, if you have, your portfolio needs to be more conservative. And what we've seen is, a lot of you that haven't done the proper planning is you went into this big market decline with a way too risky portfolio, and now you're paying the price because you didn't look at it, or maybe you have an advisor that didn't sit down with you to say, hey, before all this happened, because you can't predict when the market's actually going to sell off like it has, you got to be prepared ahead of time. The only way to do that is to know when your end date is, because our rule of thumb is the closer you are to retirement, if you're retired now, the less dependent you want to be on risky assets and you're feeling the pain this year, no pun intended, if you're not doing that exercise. All right. It's like anything else. Even like planning a trip, right? You have to put a plan together and you have to follow the plan. And then you got to decide what vehicle you're going to get in to get you there. Now, if I want to get from, you know, Florida to California, the fastest way if I'm going to drive is maybe to jump in a Ferrari. But, you know, you're going to hit some <laughs> some ruts in the road. You're going to hit some areas where a Ferrari is not going to be the best thing to get to there. It may get you there faster but it may end up breaking down and not allowing you to achieve your goal of getting to California. So you really do have to have a cohesive plan, but you make, have to make sure that you're in a vehicle, right? You're in the right investment vehicles that have a high probability of a success of getting you there. And it's not so simple. It's something that can change it, over time. It's really not, especially a year like this year where the markets are down. It might feel good to go to cash, right? Oh, I can get a, a CD that pays 4 or 4.5%. That's going to solve my problems. It's not because even if you get that rate of return, it's still lower than inflation, and you have to think about the long game. So if you're going to retire for, call it 20 years, you need your income has to go has to double over that time frame just to keep up with inflation. So you have to start thinking about, is my portfolio not positioned right just for right now, even if the market's down and selling out, but is this portfolio going to get me to the, the end goal over the next 20 years? And a lot of times, like if you're not in those risk assets that actually grow over inflation long term and you sell out of them or you're not in them right now, you may not be able to keep up with inflation. You may run out of money, and that's a scary place to be. That's why it's so important to make sure your portfolio is aligned with your goals because you may sell out the wrong time like a lot of people have. Well, it's not just that, right? It's like there's so many simple things you need to do, 
And in a lot of cases, if you don't do these simple things, you won't achieve your goal. For example, you know, earning tax-free income instead of taxable income, you know, contributing the max to your 401k as opposed to not doing it, you know, taking advantage of the match. How many times have we sat down with a client who was taking way more risk than necessary, were able to reduce that overall risk, implement an income strategy, a tax efficiency strategy, and an investment strategy that enabled them to achieve their goals and were able to project that, you know, with them sitting right there in real time. So it's these little things that you need to do every year that if you keep procrastinating, keep putting it off, right, you're going to end up having to take more risks than necessary, and that often ends in tears. And why do that, right? I mean, if you're if you're set for life, like I've seen portfolios that are down 30% this year because they're more aggressive and they don't need that risk, like you don't you – know, it's not about getting all the return, right? You may be getting all the upside. If you don't need, you know, you may, may be getting an extra 1% or 2% a year in your portfolio. might not change your life. But, man, oh, man, the market goes down 30%, 40%. That does change your life negatively. So I think that's what you have to really look in the mirror and really decide is, like, okay, let's get the return I need. Let's not take unnecessary risk because, man, oh, man, when the market sells off and you're retired, it's a horrible place to be. So managing that downside is so critical when you're in that financial red zone, right? You're maybe 10 years out for retirement or retired now, this is where focusing on risk is critical and protecting against the downside makes life so much better. You know, right. It's just like when you were growing up, a lot of the kids in the neighborhood would come to me and say, you know, Mr. Payne, we want to be like you. We would love, you know, to be in the investment business, but it scares me. How could you give people advice when it's so uncertain? It's so volatile. I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, it's really simple if you have a financial plan, right? You have a, a plan that gives you a high probability of success. It's like the North Star where you always know what to do. Like take this year. We've had enormous volatility. We've had incredible negative news. We've had inflation under control, right? People coming out of COVID, lots of negatives. But if you stick to the plan, right, if you stick to your strategy, you don't make crazy moves, you know, you just you can stick, you know, to the day-to-day investing strategy that you put together, you have this highest probability of success, and it makes it so comfortable knowing that if you continue to do the right things, you'll get there. That's why we have bonds that come due. That's why we have conservative parts of your portfolio. And, you know, you want to have that certainty. And I don't know why. Like you said, why would you want that certainty? Who wants uncertainty over certainty? Not me. No, exactly right. And you're thinking to yourself right now, like, you want that clarity. You want to make sure you're only taking the risk you need to take. You want to make sure that you don't have unnecessary risk in your portfolio. Well, here's your shot to do it. We still have six slots left. We'll keep them open for the whole show. If you saved over a million dollars for your retirement plan, Bob and I will run our total financial master plan, our famous total financial master plan with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We'll go through everything for you. We'll build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture, and hone in on every issue that has to be addressed today. You need that income plan for retirement. If you're retired now or going to be retired soon, how are you going to draw from your portfolio? How are you going to take Social Security? How are you going to factor in inflation? The costs are going to double for you over the next 20 years. Is it accounted for in your portfolio? We put together a full income game plan. We factor in inflation. We're going to look at diversification. Is your portfolio way overweighted in risk assets this year? Did you get hit harder than you expected because you're taking too much risk? Or have you been sitting in cash, earning nothing, paralysis by analysis, because markets are volatile, but inflation is at a 40-year high, the inflation time bomb is ticking, we're going to put together a full diversified portfolio for you, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life, and we'll look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you high-cost products that are very tax-inefficient. We go through every investment you have, a deep dive, 
show you where all the hidden costs are, reduce those costs on annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, and show you how to optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make. It's what you take. We literally have six slots left if you've saved over a million dollars for your financial independence plan. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you... If you're one of our next six callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no strings attached. You don't have a plan. You don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about myself and Bob and our firm, Payne Capital Management, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to BeBullish.com. BeBullish.com, you can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. If you have a question for Bob or I, simply go to BeBullish.com slash questions. We answer all your questions. That's it. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. W-A-B-C. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of Dreams, All of the three major indices gained. The Dow closed up for a fourth straight week, ending 5.7% higher. The S&P 500 advanced 4%, and the NASDAQ rose 2.2%. These moves came despite a week of really tough earnings from big tech companies. Markets rallied as the latest data on inflation offered investors hope that the Federal Reserve's campaign of raising interest rates would soon slow down. The Core Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, the CPE, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, gained five-tenths of one percent month-over-month in September. That was just below estimates. The hope of a slowdown in rate hikes was also reflected in the bond market. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note closed at 4.1 percent on Friday afternoon, down from its 52-week high of 4.24 percent. Bond prices and yields move in opposite direction. So as yields come down, the price or the value of the bond goes up. That suggests that some investors have been dipping their toes into the 10-year Treasury market as prices have moved higher. That fall off in yields also helped support stock prices this week. Now, the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee, which sets rate policy, is set to meet this coming Tuesday and Wednesday and is widely expected to hike rates by a supersized 75 basis points, that's three-quarters of 1%, for a fourth time since June. When Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell starts his press conference this coming Wednesday, following the announcement on how much short rates will increase, all markets will be analyzing every word. The market hopes to hear that hikes thereafter will be smaller and hopes Chairman Jay Powell's comments will be less hawkish than his earlier promises of causing some pain for the U.S. economy. I don't know about you, but I don't need or want any more pain or suffering in my portfolio. So please, Jay, on Wednesday, show us a little love. It's time to act less like a hawk and more of a dove. My son, Ryan, and I, we have 68 years of building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you have to do is text or call right now at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. 6692 or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. 
Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits, only $99 this month. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. This is Steve Moore. Thanks again for um, our loyal audience. We have great, great ratings for this station and for this show. So I want to thank the people who listen to us every Saturday afternoon from 1 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. And then, as I said earlier on the show, after the show is over at the top of the hour, um, keep your radio on, but get out and, uh, and just enjoy this incredible, beautiful, beautiful day in this beautiful, beautiful country of ours. Uh, so I want to uh, now talk more about what's going on with the economy, what's more about what's going on with the stock market with my friend Steve Auth, who is um, a uh, uh, kind of a financial genius, actually. He's been in this business for 30 or 40 years. He's now the vice president with Federated, um, is one of the best kind of an- analysts of what's going on with our financial market. So, Steve Auth, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Steve. So uh, your new book uh, is Pilgrimage. I'm sorry, Pil- Pilgrimage to the Museum. I know you're the author of many books. Tell, tell us a little bit about your new book. Well, it's my antidote to the market, Steve. Uh, you know, Friday nights after the uh, after the markets close, my wife and I have been given this tour up at the Med for many years, and uh, unlike normal tours that take a kind of archaeological, almost scientific approach to the art. We start there, but kind of add the idea that God could be behind it. You know, God is beauty, and, and we're all searching for the image of God in some ways in our souls. So, yeah, it just kind of became a, a, a Friday night thing that has become so popular. A lot of folks urged, urged us to put it into a book, so that's what we did. And um, it reads like a narrative over 5,000 years. Uh, as man, oh, wow. humanity searches for God through art, and somehow he kind of searches for us through art, I think, too. Well, awesome. I, I can't wait to uh, to read that. And by the way, the name of that book, folks, is Pilgrimage to the Museum, just out. So uh, be sure to uh, get that either at Amazon or at one of your local bookstores. But I really wanted to talk to you, Steve, if we could, about what is this incredible market. You know, we had a huge downturn in um in uh, September and October and then uh now it seems that the you know, last couple of weeks has seen a real turnaround and a lot of people are wondering is this kind of a dead cat bounce or is this is this real what is causing this um you know tremendous turnaround in the stock market over the last uh, 3 weeks or so 
Yeah, and it, it's kind of a bit of a puzzle, but we've had the market, Steve, as you probably know, we've, we've been thinking kind of a range between 3400 and 3900 Right. Uh, we've had our, our clients positioned as defensively as we've been since uh, 2008. We've got, you know, a lot more cash than bonds, and um, in stocks, we're very heavily oriented towards dividend payers and away from the growth stocks, and we're kind of still there. We we're not really buyers of this bounce. Um, you know, underneath it all, like you know better than I, the economy has got a lot of difficulties. We've had fiscal policies that have constrained supply and Fed providing a lot of excess liquidity and fiscal yep. policies kind of pushing demand. And, and you know, it's good that the, the consumer numbers are coming down. We thought that they would, you know, the, the PCE, but we, we thought it's going to kind of stabilize in a in a higher level than we've ever been used to. You know, once some of the blow off uh, from the last 12 months subsides, and we kind of we're kind of getting to that level. But that means for us that it's not so much about the Fed pivot. Everyone's looking for a pivot. You know, that's what we've right. been trained for for the last 15 years. We think the Fed is kind of get to a four to five percent level on interest rates, and we're going to be there for a long time. Therefore, the economy is in a rocky landing. And while stocks have taken, you know, their first big hit, let's say, um, on, you know, digesting higher discount rates and right. lower PEs, the, right. the next year to fall is going to be earnings. And we're already seeing it in these tech names are starting to come off. We've got for next year, we're thinking $200 in earnings, so we're pretty far below where the consensus is for next year. I think consensus has come down to about a little over 239 now, but we think that's the next shoe to drop. So we would not be big buyers at this rally. Uh, if you have to own stocks, we'd stay defensive. And, um, you know, we'll see how the rocky landing proceeds. Um, uh, you know, right. the midterms will provide some relief to people, just a sense that maybe some of the fiscal madness will end at least, um, you know, with a change of government in the Congress, at least, anyway. So how much of that do you think, Steve, is uh, is kind of priced into the market already, this, um, this idea of Republicans taking the House? I mean, I think the odds are you know, pretty 95% they're going to take the House. And so I don't think that's even much of an issue. But, you know, obviously the Senate is up for grabs. You've got a lot of important governor's races. Uh, it is interesting to me that the market really started to take off in the last couple of weeks when these polls really started showing a, a widening in the gap between, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans with, you know, moving in the Republican favor. And so it looks like it could be. I don't know. We never know. There's still, what, uh, 10 days left or so, a, a kind of red wave election. And we had a, we've had two red wave elections in the last 25 years, the one that happened in 1994 when Newt Gingrich and the Republicans took over, you know, the House for the first time in 40 years. And then, of course, in 2010 as well. And, and both of those um, in, in both of those cases, Steve, as you know, the market went on a strong rally after that. So I wonder, could history be repeating itself here? Yeah, I mean, maybe we're getting that nasty, right? I mean, the, the stock yeah. market, you know, people that track indices, like the guys at Strategus, as an example, um, you know, the, the, the track indices of the stock market related to a Republican win, those are already showing something like a 72% chance of uh, 
of a Republican victory. We're at 5740, uh, 5347 in the Senate. I, I think the market is rallying into this idea. I, I think every one of these red waves has to be taken in consideration of where we're starting. And in this case, we're starting in a pretty bad place. Um, Obviously, the presidency is, is not going to change, but at least right. um, a lot of the um, the madness will stop and and it won't get worse. So I think that is good news. We're getting that here. That could be the big explanation of why we're up against a backdrop that I think is not terrific. And maybe this has a little more legs to run. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see us go a bit higher even, but... I think into that, we would still advise folks, um, looking out into 23, I think it would be a tough year for earnings. I, you know, I think the Fed's not going to be able to get inflation down to its target anytime soon. So we're going to be in a rocky landing environment most of next year, in our view. So the uh, the Fed is expected to raise rates another 75 basis points. That's sort of the the uh, consensus opinion on Wall Street. Uh, do you agree with that assessment? And also, do you think that um, they're going to be done then, or do you think races uh, are to come? Well, I, you know, one of our big risks at the beginning of the year, a piece I put out 4S, I wrote a piece a few weeks ago, the straight Fs, um, all four of them. One was Fed policy are. And were right there with many of us um, sort of arguing the Fed should have gotten moving back in the summer of last year. Um, right. And, you know, they, they, they were uh, – economies can't take big shifts. Uh, you know, people need sort of gradual moves. So I think now the risk is they're going to overdo it on the other side. He's in a panic about being, you know, the new Arthur Burns, and that's the playbook Powell's playing from. But – um, our concern here is, frankly, I, if I were him, but yeah, I'm not him, and he's not listening to me, but he ought to be pausing and just give it a chance to see what else has gone on here. But I don't think he's going to do that. Obviously, he's going to do 75 next week, and then my guess is it's another 50 or 75. Um, he just doesn't want to. He, I think he realizes he's made a giant mistake here with way too much yeah. liquidity. Um, but so I'd rather the, see him pause. And, but, you know, the problem is if he does, uh, yeah. the market will rally, and then he's right back to the same problem he started with. So he, it's, he's in a tough spot, to be sure. Well, a lot of people are actually predicting next year in 2023 that we'll actually see rate reductions by the Fed. Do you agree with that? No. This is the, you know, over the last 15 years, Steve, everything has been a V. We've been trained to see Vs, v Fake bonds in the market, in the economy, in Fed policy. And I think that's just the muscle memory of the market. Right, and right. Especially folks that haven't been in it long enough. And, and so they're just all trying to outguess the Fed when it pivots. And we just don't see it. I think if you look at core inflation and really driven by supply shortages, underinvestment in key areas of the economy like oil and energy. Right. Um, it's just not going to go away that quickly. And so I think they should be pausing, but they're not going to be cutting um, unless they cause a financial crisis. But that right. seems unlikely here. The banking system is pretty strong. So, so I was going to ask, we got about uh, you know 90 seconds left. Two, two quick questions. One is just what um, I'm worried about the housing market. Uh, should I be? 
Well, it's going to take a while for housing to adjust, right? Because um, it tends to be an illiquid market. The sellers still think their houses are worth X, but the affordability has collapsed. And so, yeah, I think you should be concerned that the housing market is going to continue to trudge lower. And maybe we're more like, remember, I mean, housing peaked in 07 and didn't really bottom until 11. But the difference between here and there, as you know, is there's a lot less leverage in the financial system against the housing market. And so... I, I, you know, I don't think housing is going to be a hot area in the economy in the next couple of years, but I don't think it's going to take down the financial system like it did in 07. Yeah, right. oh, that's, that's reassuring. So last question. I don't know if you've been following this issue, Steve, but um, these have you been following what's happening with these I-bonds that the uh, federal government is issuing? Um, these are these bonds that can offer you, I think, over the first six months, like a nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife and I tried to have been trying to buy those bonds for myself and my wife and my kids because uh, I think there's a $10,000 limit. Um, and uh, it's almost like a kind of a giveaway program. And the, the system is apparently crashed. We can't get we can't buy them. And I think that <laughs> do you have any insights? A, if you think that's a good buy, those I bonds and B, what's going on? The system, I can't we can't get them. Yeah, I mean, the last auction yesterday was oversubscribed, right? You're almost getting, I think, 10%, right, yesterday, if you could get them. And, uh, you know, you're protected if inflation keeps going up. uh, You know, the yield will come down on the other side. But if you have my view that inflation's going to stay up for a while, they seem like a pretty good idea in here. Absolutely, if you can get your hands on them. But when you can't, a lot of people are worried about this. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Steve, great advice. Thank you, as always. His book, this is Steve uh, Often, his, his new book. He's, about, by the way, a financial genius, but he's also the um, uh, author of a new book uh, called Pilgrimage to the Museum. Steve, thanks so much for uh, joining us on Talk Radio WABC this afternoon. Thank you, Steve. All right, folks, we, uh, we've got about five minutes left. I just want to make a closing statement, if I may. And um, as I started out the show by saying, um, I am not someone who believes that Republicans are the solution to our problems. I am a Republican, uh, but oftentimes I I get disappointed by what Republicans do. Uh, They don't oftentimes keep their promises, just like Democrats often don't keep their promises. That's what politicians, politicians do. And politicians love to play Santa Claus. So, Democrats have proven they like to spend trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that we can't afford that have wrecked our shipwrecked our economy. And now uh, Republicans, I think, will take absolutely will take the House. I think by my bet is they'll pick up 30 to 35 seats in the House and in the Senate. I think it's likely the Republicans will take the Senate, but it's not a slam dunk. It's going to be close, but I think they're going to end up with a two or three seat majority in the Senate. And I do think, by the way, one of the most important races in the country. For those of you who live in the um, New York area, is the governor's race in New York. It is so, so, so important that you all as residents and voters in New York make a statement um, on November 8th that you're sick and tired of the direction that the politicians have taken this state. Uh, Cuomo ran the state into the ground. Now, Catherine Hochul, same thing. 
same thing. Uh, she basically said she'd shut down the economy again. She's not apologizing for what happened. She's allowed crime to run rampant. She's a fan of the Joe Biden economic policy, which has given us all of this <laughs> runaway inflation. Um, I think that I think Lee Zeldin is uh, is going to is got a good chance of being the next governor. And it's time for change. Again, I don't care. I know that. You know, New York is 70 percent Democrat. I know most of you probably listen to the show are Democrats. I'm not here to tell you that Lee Zeldin is going to solve all the problems in the state, but I do think he will be a steadier hand. I really do. And I think it's important for you as New Yorkers to basically say enough, enough of what you've done to our schools, to our taxes, to our uh, economy, to the border problems, all of these things. Now, I know that the governor of New York doesn't have anything to do with border problems, but It is a kind of culture that says we care more about, you know, calling people racist and LBGTQ issues. And we care more about, you know, the teachers unions than we do about our kids and our families and keeping everyone safe. So um, if I lived in New York, I'd I'd vote for Lee Zeldin. I would. And I'm not telling people which way to vote. I think that, um, again, you know, sometimes Republicans disappoint us, sometimes Democrats do. But I think it's a big race. And, boy, it would send a sonic boom message if Zeldin won that race to Washington around the country that, hey, there's something seriously going wrong here. We are off track. We are in a ditch right now. We are saturated in debt that our children and our grandchildren and our grandchildren's children are going to pay because of these irresponsible policies. We can't walk down the street of Queens, of Brooklyn of Manhattan without worrying about being mugged. You can't go on the subway without uh, worrying about being shot or being pushed onto the, onto the uh, rail tracks. That can't continue, and it can improve. Now, I want to tell you, I think a lot of you live in Connecticut listening to this show, and if you do, boy, is it time for a change in Connecticut. Oh, my gosh. It is such a great opportunity to vote for change. So I hope you will consider um, just look at Bob Stefanowski, who is a businessman who I think can really turn around Connecticut. By the way, Connecticut, if you live in Connecticut, the high welfare benefits, a family of four with two unemployed adults, of two, two unemployed parents, they can get over $100,000 in benefits from the government, the state government and the federal government in Connecticut, and not work a single hour. It's crazy. You're going to keep keep with those kind of policies. So I really like Bob Stefanowski. He's a friend. I think he'd be a, he'd be an incredible financial manager for the state. And so change is coming. And I got to tell you, I mean, it's this election is really important. One, it is simple, folks. It is a simple election. It's it, this is what you have to know about this election. If you're happy with the direction of the country, then vote for the Democrats. If you're unhappy with the way this country is going, you need to vote for change. And I think it's not really even about the people coming in. It's saying we're fed up with the way the country is going. It is time for a new direction. I hope people will keep that in mind. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. I appreciate everyone who is a loyal listener and new listeners. I hope that you learned something today. I hope you get out and have a great, great weekend. This is Steve Moore signing off from the More Money Show. Have a great weekend, folks.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.